This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by Live Casino Hotel Philadelphia, and it is playoff week. I am sitting right outside Lincoln Financial Field, out the window. We're looking at the link. What an atmosphere it's going to be on Saturday night. Eagles, Giants, the big rivalry. The Birds are looking for their first home playoff win since their Super Bowl run in 2017, and they have the number one seed again. So hopefully they will have two home playoff games, hopefully go on to the Super Bowl. We've got a special guest, Dan Orlovsky from ESPN. You see him on NFL Live every day. He does a great job of breaking down plays and players and games. You're going to love what he says about Eagles Giants. Dan, he's also a Philly kind of guy. His wife is from the area. They met around Philadelphia, and he got his start here at NBC Sports Philadelphia. So we've got a lot of coverage. You can catch NBC 10 Friday night from 7 to 8 p.m. We've got Eagles game day kickoff, Eagles road to victory. We sit down with Dallas Goddard. That's a really good conversation. And then catch all of our Eagles specials on NBC Sports Philadelphia, Birds Huddle every day, and of course, the Eagles hoping hoping to advance to the NFC title game. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Dan knows how to break it down, the X's and O's, for the big Eagles divisional game against the Giants. All right, let's welcome in from ESPN. He is the man. This guy is crushing it on national TV every day. Dan Orlovsky, and and, and hey, we're here at NBC Sports Philadelphia. I mean, did you get your start here at NBC Sports <laughs> Philadelphia and then go to national? In many ways, yeah. I mean, that's when, you know, my wife being from there, we were living there. The Eagles were going on their Super Bowl run. That was my first year out of football. Um, yeah, I remember driving down there. Gosh, so many stories about doing, you know, a couple of hits here and there with Bark. Um, yeah, it was it was a good time. I'm always thankful for that. Well, we are happy for your success. And I love Thank your you. breakdowns on ESPN. And uh, you got some good dad jokes as well. I mean, you bring it all to the table. Um we're, we got the link behind us, Dan. It's a beautiful view, man. It's a beautiful it? view. And, and it kind of brings chills, like the way the link is going to be Saturday night, Eagles fans tailgating in these lots. For the Eagles fans listening out there, what is the positivity that you have? What is your level of optimism about the Birds beating mm -hmm. the Giants Saturday night? Yeah, I think this will be a very good football game. I think the Giants are a good team. Um, the reality is this, that the Eagles are a much more individually talented team and unit wise, if we, if we had to just look at the four units that are going to play in the game, right? If you said Eagles offense, Eagles defense, Giants offense, Giants defense, how would you rank those when, it, when you go into this game? And you would say likely the, the Eagles offense, then you would say the Eagles defense, then you'd probably say the Giants defense, Giants offense. So you got the two of the best units in the game. Um, I think the 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 big question mark is obviously how Jalen feels and how he's used and 
Can they be 100% who they want to be on offense? Lane's health is a big deal. But if they go out and play to the way that they are capable, this game is a 10-point, 14-point Philadelphia Eagle win, for sure. And it's interesting about Jalen because something weird was going on. Nick Sirianni is never forthcoming with injuries. And then he was like, Jalen in the last regular season game was hurting like hell. So yeah. he was sore coming out of it. And then in the locker room, I asked AJ Brown. So, so Jalen was sore coming out of the game. He's like, was he? Who told you that? I'm like, yeah. So, so it's weird. Now he's off the injury report. What Jalen do you think we'll see health-wise? Yeah, I mean, because I actually just did two hours ago, I was doing Sports Center, and Tim McManus came on and said, even though off the injury report, you know, there is a, a, a known feeling in the building that he's not 100% and that there is a, an injury, uh, re injury risk, and that's a thing. And that caught my attention because, um, you know, the, the big question is the difference between this game and Week 18 is it's week 18 ain't winning go or go home. This is winner go home. And you want to be able to go and be everything you want to be on offense. And I think the question is how much can and do they feel comfortable running Jalen? And it's not just Jalen running the ball. Jalen running the ball and the willingness of Jalen running the ball and them calling those plays makes Holes for Miles Sanders easier and Boston Scott easier. You get more one-on-one matchups on the the butterfly effect that helps the offense play better, not just Jalen's individual performance. That's the big question mark is how comfortable they are of doing that stuff. I don't know if I can answer that because I sit here and go, you got to do everything you can. You got to win the game, right? But then you also go, I don't want him to take a hit uh, with nine minutes to go in the first quarter and then he can't play as well as he wants to in the fourth quarter. So when you look at these two games this year, uh, like I was talking to Dallas Goddard, this is actually the first time he's going to see that Giants starting defense because he missed that first Giants game. Then the Giants rested their starters. Going back to that first game, you saw Wink Martindale. What was it? Cover one. And has he even used cover one the rest of the way for the Giants because of how badly Jalen tore them apart? Yeah, they, they, they don't, they didn't run it a lot ever since then. And certainly um, last week, I think Wink is going to live in this world. Like if I was a roll the dice, you know, what, what is Philadelphia offensively going to see from the Giants defense? I'd say number one, play inside leverage. They're going to see a ton of inside leverage to take away some of the RPO inbreakers that they run with, you know, um, Dallas when he's extended on the inside slant or AJ when he's got those one man routes. I think number two, be ready for a, a philosophy of kind of what Tampa Bay did to them last year. Heavy blitz off of his right side, force him to move left, but with very little man coverage press. I don't think that the Giants are going to shy away from playing man, but I would be shocked if they pressed AJ and Devontae at the line of scrimmage. They're much better when they play off than they are press. So I still think Wink is going to light him up because I think they've shown like there's no way that you sit there and think we can for four quarters play a zone coverage against this offense. You'll get methodically worn out. Like it, the Eagles have, will have four 12 play drives that equal touchdowns. So you got to roll the dice a little bit. And I've said this, and I'm sure you've heard me say like, as much as I have respect and love Steichen and, and Seriani, they get drunk on trying to throw the ball downfield. And it's almost like you want to go, come on. Like you want to, because if you get two or three three and outs, that's your you know that's going to help your football team obviously. So 
um, I still think you're trying to light him up off his right side. For Eagles fans watching this, give me two reasons why you think the Eagles will win. And then what are two reasons you think the Giants could pull off an upset? Like, what are they banking on in this game? What what are the Giants rolling in here with? Yeah, two reasons. So Philadelphia won. I would expect uh, Gannon to be more aggressive on defense. Listen, Slay and Bradbury are elite. The Giants, while the receivers have done a nice job, football, you don't pay those guys $20 million a year. You do to the Eagles' corners. I expect him to play some strapped-up man coverage and go, hey, our guys are better than your guys. We're not going to give your quarterback the time to throw the football, and he'll spy people that are athletic enough to pay attention to Daniel. And then I think offensively, when, when you get a coordinator, and Wink is brilliant, but when you get a feel for like, all right, you want to you wanna blitz us, I think two things can happen. You could perimeter screen them and you just pop one, or you can run it on them and you try to pop runs away from pressure. And I think that Philadelphia is going to be, I would not be surprised if on some third and six, they run the football and they run it away from the blitz. So those would be two things that I think they could have success with doing. For the Giants, I'd say this. The Giants defensive line is, I, I don't know if they're like the best unit right now capable of handling this offensive line, but Dexter Lawrence versus Kelsey about as good as it can get. And I think that that defensive line gives them a pretty strong, I'm not going to call it an equal matchup, but they can hold their own. Um, and then <clears throat> I know people aren't going to like this, but like I think structurally Philadelphia, if they don't, Decide to play man coverage is a lot like Minnesota. They play that umbrella soft zone. I've said this all year. I think the middle of the field is a way you can attack them. Daniel Jones will have a lot of success doing that with Hodgins if Philadelphia sits in that zone. Yeah, and that's a good point. Look, Daniel Jones, uh, two 300-yard passing games over the last, like, let's say, five or six weeks against the Vikings and only the Vikings, and then maybe yeah. he had a 300-yard passing game against Detroit. But – He's doing that, what we saw last weekend against one of the poorest pass defenses. So do you think the Eagles are much more equipped to kind of really slow down or even shut down Daniel Jones in that passing game, especially with the defensive front the Birds have? If they, if they, I think they structurally have to play a little bit more aggressive, yes. I, I don't think that they can sit in, like, again, their umbrella shell coverage. Because I've said this, these NFL players, all that, but but there's ways where you can get those linebackers where you want them and to attack defenses in certain that defense in a certain way. And while they may be more equipped and yes, the ball doesn't have to get held forever. Now, like the, I can work the middle of the field in high load linebackers pretty quickly. So um, I think if they kind of play a little bit closer to the ball and dare the ball to get thrown over their heads and play with discipline. Yeah. They're much more equipped. And again, the defensive line is way better than Minnesota's, but the ball was coming out for Daniel too. It wasn't like we were just holding, throwing the ball down the field. It was just soft completion, soft completion. I think the Eagles have to take that away. In your experience as a player in the NFL, you know, we're looking at the link behind here. The Eagles, of course, they kind of had things wrapped up at 13 and one. All they had yeah. to do was win one more game. They had some injuries. So we haven't seen the best of the birds over the last three or four games. The Giants, they're rolling the last couple games. Now, they had a bad stretch as well because they started 7-2, and two, but then they hit a bad stretch. What do you think about the thing about rest, you know, with rust uh, or a team flying in, like coming off a good momentum win in Minnesota? I think rust is only dependent upon how you practice. You know, if you practice at a pretty intense level and you do good on good work, starters versus starters, 
Um, Rust, I don't, I don't ever see kind of playing its part. I remember going to the playoffs a couple of times and, um, you know, we, we did a pretty good job in those playoff games of playing good football because, um, like we practiced good on good during the week I, that I believe in that, uh, giants are good. Listen, they're a good football team. They're, I don't want to take anything away from the giants. They're a good football team. I have said it, this will be a good game, but the Eagles and their leadership, the awareness of who they are. Um, I think the youth of their coaching staff plays, plays a strength here. Um, I think we make too much over kind of the, you got to go play. And, and if, as long as, um, as long as you practice the right way, you'll be ready. All right. Let's look at the betting lines powered by points bet. How about Boston Scott in this Eagles giants game is plus three seventy five. Wow. He is of course known as the giants killer 10 of his 17 career touchdowns are against the Giants. He has three rushing touchdowns all of 2022. Two of them are against the Giants. Scored a rushing touchdown in each game. Wink Martindale, the Giants defensive coordinator, said he's not a Giant killer. Well, Eagles fans would beg to differ. So, plus 375 Boston Scott to score a touchdown. By the way, like... 35 to 40% of his career scrimmage yards are against the Giants. He is a giant killer. So it's time to get your swagger on with Points Bet Sportsbook. Points Bet, your move. Opioid addiction is a national public health crisis. The Someone You Know podcast from the Independence Blue Cross Foundation offers inspiring stories that challenge stigma, offer hope, and humanizes the disease of addiction. So download the new season three of Someone You Know on all major podcast platforms. So love watching you on NFL Live. You're on there pretty much every day. Your breakdown is fantastic. So when you look at these playoffs, especially the NFC, you have Andy Reid, you have Kyle Shanahan, you've got Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen. Who amongst those guys gets their players open more than anybody else? Designing Ooh. offenses. Uh, those who guys who get open, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, Kyle is on a, in a different stratosphere. Um, he, he's phenomenal with with that stuff. Andy, but Andy doesn't like Andy Reid does an incredible job of um, you know getting guys the ball more than getting guys open. Like he does a really nice job of just figuring out ways to get guys the ball and letting them kind of be athletes in space. Um, Candidly, the guy that the Eagles fans are going to see this week, Mike Kafka. I mean, I, I think I called Kafka young Andy Reid Shanahan this week, Monday after their game. He does a great job of scheming stuff for guys, um, super creative with personnel and, and formation. So um, I think Philadelphia does a nice job in their RPO game. I think they're, they're probably them in Miami are the best RPO offense in the NFL. A lot of it is hey, AJ go be better than the other guy, which often is the case. Um, but there's there's a lot of really good offensive minds left. So who do you have in the NFC title game? Ha, man, um, I think in the NFC title game it'll be San Francisco and Philadelphia. Those are the two best teams this year. Um, I think that that would be a fascinating game. It would be a monster of a challenge for that Philadelphia Eagles defense. I actually jokingly, you know, like the, the game time comes up for this Saturday night, Giants and Eagles. And I went to my wife like, yo, you want to go? And she was like, listen, babe, last time we went to an Eagles game, it was the playoff game versus Seattle. 
That's when Josh McCown played because Carson got hurt. We went to the no hitter at the World Series this year. And she was like, <laughs> I can appreciate you wanting to go, but like, I feel like it's a, the wrong move. And I'm like, that's not a thing. But um, so I told her, like, listen, if they make it to the NFC Championship game, let's go. So um, I think it'll be Philadelphia, San Francisco. I hope we can go. And that's what you love about Philly fans, because I've got the same thing. People say it doesn't go well when I show up there. <laughs> I'm like, babe, that's not that's just I want you to understand that is not a reality. Uh, but I, <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I love her. She's she our kids have worn something Philadelphia sports because my son wore an MB jersey today. But like mainly Eagle stuff every day at school this week. Like she's she's locked and loaded, man. That's awesome. And it's good to get a little Sixers love because they're playing well. I saw your your breakdown of the top quarterbacks in the playoffs right now. Where would you rank Jalen Hurts among the eight quarterbacks right now? Where would you rank Daniel Jones, do you think? Yeah. So, all right. So, Patrick, Joe, Josh Allen. My brain's got to function here. Jalen. Okay. So, that's five, right? That's five, four. That's four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, five would probably be Daniel Jones. Got maybe Dak somewhere. Did you say Dak Prescott? Yeah. Trevor six, Lawrence. Six would be Trevor. Seven would be Daniel. Uh, Dak. Eight would be Brock. Listen, I caught a lot of flack this week over the Dak stuff. Like, I, I've I've always been honest. I think Dak's a good player. I don't think he's played a great player. He played great on Monday night. I could also tell you Tampa Bay's defensive plan was atrocious. I don't want to take away from his performance. Um, but Jalen would probably sit at four. Four. But but are you thinking Jalen like 13 and one MVP candidate, Jalen, or are you thinking that he's not quite a hundred percent? 13 and one MVP candidate, Jalen. Uh I'm hoping that that's who they get. You know, I'm hoping. I think that the NFL deserves it. I think the fans obviously – you hope because that's that's when they're at their best. How big a moment is this for Jalen Hurts? He's, he was a second-round pick, but now he has entered that MVP conversation. Not 100%, yeah. but he's got a home playoff game with a number one seed here. And, of course, he's going to want to get paid here eventually this coming offseason. How big of a moment is this run for Jalen? It's enormous. And, and this, this, will, this, this week – this weekend's game will be tremendous when it comes to his offseason conversation. Um, you know, when when I think about it, my mind goes to Lamar Jackson. Incredible player. I think people thinking about trading him are nuts. But what's the thing everyone says about him? Uh, he's one and three in the playoffs, and he was awful in his first game against the Chargers. And then the next year, you know, didn't play well against Tennessee or whatever. And that'll be the narrative if Jalen struggles and this team loses is 0-2 in the playoffs. Can you win a playoff game with this style of quarterback and this style of offense? Um, and the vice versa is he goes out and plays well and they win and they get to the NFC title game and or Super Bowl. You're talking about, man, now Philadelphia is the team to beat in the NFC for, I mean, you can make the case the next decade because no one else has really got a dude at quarterback outside of maybe Dallas and we'll see what Brock Purdy. Amazing. Before I let you go, I saw your tweet about Doug Peterson and his play calling and big balls. Doug, is it reminding you of 2017? What's going on in Jacksonville? It's it's crazy. You know, we called I got the opportunity to call the London game, uh, Denver and Jacksonville and just sitting and talking with him. I'd never talked with them in person before. And you just sit there and talk with them and you're like, yo, this dude's the best man. Like he's you. He's the you just get the vibe the way he talked. And it was really interesting hearing just how he described his everyday relationship with Trevor Lawrence and the things that he um, 
valued in Trevor and how, what, he, what kind of impact he tried to have on Trevor. And you just like, if, if you, if you had a young player that you wanted to play well, if you were an agent, you'd be like, yo, can I get him to Jacksonville? Um, it's amazing to see, you know, like I talked about that this week, the, Trevor threw four interceptions in the first half after the four interceptions, three out of the four times, the first play afterwards was a pass. That stuff matters. Like it just does. It's just Doug finding another way to tell your guy, move on, dude. I believe in you. And um, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of his as a person, as, as a play caller, all that stuff. It's cool to see. And his fourth down calls. Amazing. They're nuts, man. They're, I, I don't know if I've seen a coach find be able to run the same play from so many different look, looks and no one know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, He's big done. balls. Big balls. Doug is back. You want to give us a pick about who's going to the Super Bowl from the NFC, or will your wife be mad at your selection? <laughs> Have you told her your pick yet? Uh, I think I, I, I think I took Kansas City and Philadelphia. Um, I think that San Francisco game is a beast, but I, I think that if Jalen's a hundred percent, that kind of minimizes that defense a little bit. All right. Uh, happy wife. It's also a Philadelphia wife. podcast. I'm not stupid. So I, right. and I your still wife, think it's Philly. I still think it's the Eagles. And your wife, you know, got to make yeah. sure she's happy, right? I like being happily married. That's right. Hey, by the way, before I let you go, I got a little dad joke for you because I see your dad jokes on the internet. What do you got? So what do you got? Did you hear about this dude and his brother? They got arrested for stealing a calendar. Why? What? They both got six months. <laughs> See, that stuff is so dumb to me, <laughs> so but I stupid. like laughing about dumb stuff, man. So stupid. What's your best dad joke? <laughs> oh, gosh. I got so – usually my wife's the person that's texting it to me. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't have them. I got to do research on them, man. I got I to gotta prepare for them. That's great. Well, you know, she should get a little tiny, tiny little bonus or something from those dad jokes oh. that you've done the air, you know? Yeah. No, she – don't 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 worry. She, uh, she <laughs> takes that to heart. Trust me. Nice. Well, look, we look forward to seeing you at the link. Thanks, man. And Hopefully we get there next week. You got it. Hey, great job on ESPN. We're proud of you here in Philly and uh, keep crushing it up there. I, I appreciate you, bud. Oh, I'm so flagrant.